It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. Universal Basic Income is the levelling up trial that's been getting some considerable attention. Now, after projects testing out the social welfare scheme in other parts of the world, two similar experiments for here in England are being drawn up, one in North London's East Finchley and the other in Jarrow, South Tyneside. In London, it would see 15 participants being given £1,600 per month for two years. That's just over £575,000 in total, in the hope it can alleviate poverty for some of the worst-off Londoners so they can pursue studies and work. Local researchers will also be trained and paid to monitor the trial's impact and outcomes. The idea is that automatically giving trial participants the same amount of cash each month could also reduce the cost to taxpayers of running a complex meeting tested benefit system. But the scheme is also controversial and its critics say it's costly, unproven and is giving people money for nothing. To find out more, the Leader podcast comes to you from East Finchley, where volunteers have been working with the think tank Autonomy to bring the scheme to life. We're here at the Grange Big Local resident-led lottery-funded community project with Julia Hines, a board member and volunteer who's helping facilitate the basic income trial. Now, the challenge is ensuring enough money can be raised to start the project. First, Julia explains how the universal income trial would work. We started this because people were saying that the benefit system wasn't working for them, and that felt like quite a big thing to tackle. We met up with Basic Income Conversation, and they suggested that a trial would put those problems on the agenda. So the way that it will work is that we're working with another big local area in Jarrow in the northeast of England and Northumbria University, some really great research there and basic income conversation. We're going to take 15 people, 20% of them will be disabled people and otherwise we want the trial to basically look like our community in terms of demographics. They have, Everyone has to be over 18 And we're going to give them £1,600 a month for two years and talk to them regularly about their lives, their mental health, their physical health and their jobs, how they're using that money, how they're using that opportunity. Because the idea of basic income is that it's money that's always there as a security blanket if your life changes, but also it's money there if you want to change your life if you want to take a low-paid internship or train or start your own business. 
And what would be their current circumstances and how would that change having this £1,600 monthly? Here in East Finchley, it will be complicated because of housing benefit. So we chose this amount not because we think this is what a basic income should be in a national rollout, but because we have to work with the current benefit system. We know that poverty and health inequalities go together and that it works both ways, right? So if you don't have a lot of money and the bill lands, you're, you're going to feel panicky. You're going to feel stressed if you can't do it. And if you can't feed your kids, you're going to feel worthless. You're going to get depressed. We know that happens. And equally, if you have a severe mental illness, it's likely that your income will go down. So we don't need to prove that. Everybody knows that. What we want to know is, what difference does it make if people don't have to worry about thresholds, if they don't want to have to worry about conditions, if they don't have to worry about sanctions? And in order to do that, we have to take people out of the benefit system. And that's why it's such a large amount of money. And that's also why it's a small number of people. What do your participants telling you in terms of how their financial circumstances have changed after the pandemic and as a result of the cost of living crisis? I think a lot of people are struggling. So our our local food bank, they helped 559 people last week. That's just Finchley Food Bank. And I think it's the second largest in the borough, that food bank. Although this is also quite a wealthy area. So it is a real problem. And actually, although in winter people were talking about energy, people are talking about food being the issue at the moment. And the thing about the food banks is those people don't need someone to shop for them. They don't go to a food bank because they need someone to pick the food and shop. They go there because they don't have enough money. And the the answer to all of those mental health problems is it's not mindfulness, it's not antidepressants, it's not food banks, it's giving people money so that they can control their own lives and make their own decisions that are right for them and their family. The universal basic income is something that's been talked about a lot. I guess the, the critics might say it's free money. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, we have used that phrase, actually, because if you talk about benefits, then people who aren't on benefits don't know anything about it they don't know what level it is and they don't really care and people who are on benefits are terrified of any change because change has always been bad but fundamentally we believe in a welfare state as a country we believe in those five pillars of the NHS and welfare and we believe that the first duty of the government is to make sure that people are housed and fed Let's go to the ads. Coming up, how universal basic income trials have fared abroad. Could it work here? Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. 
QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Now back to the interview. Could you just um, expand a little bit more on what your participants are hoping in terms of elevating their life circumstances? I think it is both a safety net, but it's also, um, it is a springboard. So we do meet people who are trapped by benefit thresholds because as soon as they earn more than universal credit, they lose that housing benefit and they're much worse off. And so they're really carefully calibrating what they're earning so that they can just about manage but they're trapped because as soon as they try to to move to a better situation that they're worse off and ultimately you could give people more benefits you could increase the amount of benefits but you'd still have a threshold somewhere also is there any sort of prescription about what they should spend it on no there's no prescription on what they should spend it on we're basically working on a on a foundation of trust and dignity. We trust people to know what is best for their own lives. And if they want to start their own business, it might or might not work. That's fine. And I think that's sort of part of the idea of the kind of universality. Most people want to work. It gives them a purpose to their lives. You know, most people will want to carry on working or to find new work that is better for them, I guess. But I don't think um, we're not telling them that they have to do anything for this money. And how will it be funded? Is it from your existing lottery money? We will probably put a small amount in, but essentially we are looking to find funding from other sources, philanthropists and trusts. And there will, I think, be different people funding different bits. So there will probably be organisations who are interested in funding the research side. And there will be other people who are more interested in funding the cash transfers. It's a real conversation point right now. We've seen um, a number of projects abroad. Are there any particular examples that have impressed you where it's worked or, or maybe even where it's fallen short and you think kind of more could be done? I think there's been the Alaska project has been running for the for the longest period and has shown real benefits in terms of well-being. Finland also ran a trial for a year and that showed reductions in depression, improvements in well-being and people worked more hours when they got the basic income than the people who were on unemployment benefit. I don't think you can threaten people into work. You can't make it an adversarial thing. People have to want to work for it to work. And how have the government benefits reforms impacted people here in East Finchley? I think all changes have been difficult. So at the end of the pandemic, that drop of £20 a week made a massive difference to people, partly because they were just used to benefit, you know, to, to budgeting for that amount. And it was really, really hard, also because prices have gone up to lose that money. It was incredibly difficult for people. And the more recent conditions around increasing the number of hours, that can be really difficult. So one woman I spoke to, she has a good, well-paid part-time job. She has now been told that she is not working enough hours. Her job is, is not offering her the extra number of hours. The extra number of hours that she needs is small. So she would probably have to find a different job that was 
lower paid on an hourly rate wouldn't make the government any better off, would mean she has to pay childcare. But it's not, um, it's not going to benefit anyone because she has skills for this work and she's good at it. It's, you know, and it's socially valuable work that she does. So people get trapped in these situations and they're like, where am I going to find another two hours a week work? There's more news and features in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back on Friday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.